Hello everyone, hope you all been well. Today on Ghost Travelers Podcast, we're talking with Jeff Santos. Jeff is the founder of a paranormal group called Virginia Paranormal Investigations in Hampton, Virginia. We'll be talking to Jeff about how he started his team and some places that he and his team has investigated over the years. So please join us on this journey with Jeff. Jeff, welcome to Ghost Travelers Podcast. How are you today? Good, good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Um, If you could, can you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself and how you got into the paranormal field? Sure, yeah. Uh, I'm the founder of Virginia Paranormal Investigations. And we started a team uh, 2008, roughly. And at this point in time, uh, I had already been into exploring haunted places. You know, we would drive around to urban legends and stuff like that. Nothing formal, nothing like actually investigating people's houses or anything like that. Uh, But I met a guy when I was in the Air Force, and uh, he was into paranormal investigations as well. So we talked quite a bit and ended up starting our own team, and uh, everything just kind of grew from there. Oh, wow. And also, I'd like to say thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you. So when was it your very first interest got you into the paranormal field? Did you have like a, a paranormal experience when you were a child or when you were just to hit adult age? You know, I had a couple of paranormal experiences, but I'm not sure what part of a factor they played in, in becoming a paranormal investigator. Uh, it, it's really something that I've always been interested in. You know, my dad used to watch unsolved mysteries and shows about ufos and ghosts and it just always had a certain allure to me uh just the unknown and the unexplained oh very nice yeah and also it kind of helps too since you live in in, uh, the virginia area with all that rich history that with the civil war and stuff like that can uh also get you interested in the paranormal that's right yeah there is a lot of history around here uh, everything going back to the Native Americans, the Revolutionary War, Civil War, um, and, and all that, of course, has left stuff behind. Yeah, so when when you and your friend first started your paranormal team, uh, what was the process like uh, getting new members and starting out your first case? Well, that took a couple of years before we actually started our first official case. Uh, in the beginning, it was more so we would get together and we would pick a place to go to every week, a place that was, you know, free to go to, usually urban legends and such or historical areas. And we would just go out and try different methods, do a little bit of research on what worked and what didn't. And when people came along and they're like, hey, we want to go with you guys, we'd just bring them along. <laughs> we didn't really have any process at that point in time to start out. But then we slowly started developing more and more to be uh, thorough, uh, some forms that we would fill out as far as different factors, uh, environmental factors and such, uh, on the night of the investigation to kind of compare it to other nights. So we'd go back to the same location multiple times in the cold and the heat, uh, full moon, new moon. You know, just to see if any of these environmental factors had impact on the activity. Yeah, that is true. And when you first started out in doing uh, investigations, what would you say is your most favorite location that you ever investigated? 
My favorite place was a, a place called Old House Woods that was out in Diggs, Virginia. And Old House Woods is a place that has a lot of stories, but that primarily focuses around pirates who allegedly buried treasure out there. And then they disappeared. And now their spirits still haunt the woods. But on top of that, people have seen spirits of British soldiers out there, um, skeletons wearing armor, headless dogs, all kinds of things. But they would go out there looking for the treasure. Uh, many people disappeared looking for it, never came back. And they found one guy's boat with a few coins and a silver cup. So he had found part of the treasure, but they never saw the guy again. So there's this treasure that's supposed to be out there. But the woods, it's it's a very desolate area kind of a marshy area it used to have a dirt road that went down through the woods there was a big old abandoned house that sat on the side there we'd always hear some strange sounds it was one of those places that uh, a lot of the places i went to there wasn't a lot that would happen but old house woods it seemed like almost every time we would go there there'd be something that would happen uh, and it was just a really tense place oh wow i never when i lived in virginia i never heard anything about that road yeah, it's a, it's a cool place. The actual road that goes down through it uh, is Haven Beach Road, and that splits off of Old House Woods Road. But Haven Beach Road seems to be where the most activity would occur, and the whole area is Old House Woods. So what kind of experiences have you and your team uh, experienced on that road? Well, one of the first ones, we were up there, and we, there was this old abandoned house, and across from it was a dirt road that went down into the woods and it was kind of roped off halfway down and i'd been up there before and and we knew that there was some underbrush kind of that grew up in the middle of the road so at night it would kind of look like a figure down there only be a very low figure but with the breeze and stuff it could kind of throw people off and make them think it was something yeah so two of the guys that were with me they're looking down that road and they're saying hey there's something down there you know, and I, I just kind of ignored it at first. I was like, no, it's just a, it's a little bush that's grown up in the middle of the road. And they said, no, this is too big to be a bush, and it's it's pacing back and forth. So I came over and, and looked down there, and sure enough, there's something uh, the size of a person, the height of a person, just pacing back and forth down this road. And it's we're trying to squint through the darkness and the moonlight to see what this thing is, see if we can make out what it is. Uh, it stops and starts walking towards us. And, and as it gets closer, my friend, he shined his flashlight at it, and there was nothing there. And then he turns off his flashlight, and you see it walking towards us again. And you can clearly see the figure, arms swinging by his side. And, uh, you know, we weren't sure at this point if this was a real person. We couldn't see how because it disappeared when he turned the flashlight on. But we hopped in the car and turned on the lights, you know, just just to be safe in case it was a real person uh, but turn on the lights there's nothing down this road so wow. that was the first experience up there did you made out any i know it was like the figure was kind of like maybe like 50 yards away or something like that do you got any kind of details of what that spirit was like did you made any features of it yeah uh as he got he got pretty close to us before we actually got in the car uh, i would say probably Let's say he probably got up to about 10 yards away, and we couldn't see any features, anything other than the dark figure. But he had on his head, uh, it, it was shaped like he was wearing a helmet, kind of, uh, like the Jamestown settlers wore. Uh, 
Yeah. You know, so his, his head was kind of shaped like he was wearing one of those helmets. But that was the only feature. The rest of them was just all dark. Wow. I bet that was a crazy experience for the the new members of your new team when they first went out with you, eh? Yeah, that was, uh, it was the one guy would never go back there after that. Wow. Yeah. So what other um, investigations that you did around Virginia or around the nearby states, you would say that's one of your other favorites you investigated? Uh, I really like uh, Yorktown a lot. Uh, I actually wrote a book on Yorktown a few years back. Uh, and it's just one of those places that has so much history. And I love the history. Uh, everything from pretty much the end of the Revolutionary War uh, where independence was won, the Civil War, uh, and then all the spirits that are left behind down there. And it's one of those places that every time we're at a convention or something and someone comes up and talks about it, you hear a new story. You hear something that you haven't heard before. Uh, everything from the small colonial village on the waterside there to the suburban neighborhoods, uh, people see everything from Union soldiers to uh, phantom funeral processions, uh, sounds of slaves still being brought into the town, all kinds of stuff that are experienced wow. out there. So it's, it's one of my favorite places. You just mentioned that you wrote a book about Yorktown. Can you tell tell us a little bit about your book? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's called The Ghosts of Yorktown, uh, A Haunted Tour Guide. And it, it basically goes through, and, and it's kind of in a, a walking order. So if you go, read the book, you can go through those locations kind of in order if you you know decide to walk on foot and take a look at them and reference the book but uh it, it just tells the actual history because uh, i wanted to find you know a lot of ghost stories would tell the ghost story and give a little bit of a backstory but uh, i wanted to find that the stories of these locations you know so i dug into the history of the location and the people that lived there so you actually get a true history uh, along with the paranormal activity how long did it took you to complete the book and send it off to your uh, editor? I would say it probably took almost a year. Oh, that's the not entire too bad. Process. Mm -hmm. So, can you tell my listeners a little bit about some of your stories that you uh, selected from your book that if none of my listeners ever uh, heard or read about your book before? Sure, yeah, there's... Um... Well, well, I'll go outside of the norm. There's a place out there uh, in Yorktown called Crawford Road, which is a pretty cool one. And this is one of those ones that's an urban legend, and you don't know. I kind of think with these urban legends, there's got to be some nugget of truth because there's so many roads out there that you drive down, and you're thinking, wow, this road should have a ghost story about it, but it doesn't, you know? Yeah. So for people to have, for certain roads to be labeled haunted, now there's not, someone must experience something there. But the story of this one, it focuses around this, this bride that hung herself from this little overpass. And you come down this dark, windy road in the middle of nowhere, uh, all surrounded by woods on either side. It's a narrow road. And there's a little overpass about halfway down it. And it's all covered with graffiti. And there's you, people stop under this bridge. And sometimes their cars cut off under the bridge other times they'll see this bride fall down in front of them or if they drive under it they'll see her dangling behind them they'll look in the rearview mirror all kinds of different reports like that 
but also there's been a darker figure that's been seen out there. And I think this might be related because there's been a lot of murders, uh, a lot of bodies that have been dumped out there along Crawford Road. Uh, and that's the, the actual history. We don't know about the bride. We haven't found anything about that to be, you know, to verify it. But there's been a, a few interesting experiences out there. A lot of people have some extraordinary claims about this road. And it is one of those places that it's got a very bad feeling to it. When you're on this road, you just it's very uneasy. But I remember we stopped along the road one time, and we're, uh, I have my window down, and I'm half hanging out to take a picture of this bridge. And uh, I hear something come walking out of the woods and up to the truck window. And at the same time, Linda was in the passenger seat. She saw something block out the back window of the truck. So once again, with the gang activity and the, the bodies that are dumped up there, um, I accelerate a little bit, you know, Yeah. And, and looked back to see what it was, and there was nothing standing there in the road. Um, but it was interesting because I stood out by the truck window, and you could see the moonlight shining over my shoulders, you know. So whatever it was, it was taller than it was taller than me standing upright wow now have you uh gone back to that road uh since to conduct a, a paranormal investigation even though that's like one of the most dangerous areas around yorktown yes yeah we've gone out there quite a few times and usually nothing happens when we're out there so this was one time that uh, that there was something but we've been going out there that was one of the first places i went to when I moved to Virginia, and, uh, you know, just a handful of experiences, nothing substantial, though, as, as quite as the footsteps. Um, but a lot of people do experience stuff out there. I guess it's just got to be the right night. Yeah. Well, well, Tyler, for the short amount of time that we have left together, um, for somebody who would like to get into the paranormal field or would like to start a paranormal series books like you did, uh, what would you give uh, that new person uh, any kind of advice that would like to start a book about the paranormal or would like to get into the field? Well, well, some of the advice I would have is, uh, is don't base it off of the TV shows because I've never really watched them, uh, the TV shows and, and the ones that I have seen and people have relayed to me, they were, you know, not as, not as reality would, would have it. So you kind of get a, your expectations are different if you're watching those shows and expecting it to be like that. Um, you don't need a whole lot of high-tech equipment, I don't think, uh, because a, a lot of this activity is seen by people experienced in their homes with the naked eye, the naked ear. So if what you're out there to do depends on your intent. If you're out there to gather evidence, really some of the best evidence you would get is with a camera and a voice recorder. Uh, if you're just out there to help the people, you know, you're just trying to put yourself in their shoes and experience what they're experiencing so you can confirm it and give them solutions to live with it or uh, whatever they're trying to to do, if they're trying to get it to leave or whatever. Um, but, yeah, certain places you don't go alone, you know, because it can be dangerous. Yeah. Uh, there's always the human factor seems more dangerous than the paranormal factor to me. And I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and for, for books, just, you know, if there's a place, uh, I realized that Yorktown was a place that no one ever had written a book about and had a lot of haunted places, and that's where you start. You find that place that uh, 
that no one's ever written about, or maybe they have, but it's been, you know, it's not a book dedicated to that place. And uh, and go for it. Collect the stories. Get the actual history because the actual you bring in the people that like the history. And uh, I give the ghost tours down there as well, and I'll find people that aren't really into the ghost story, but they'll. By the time the tour is done, they, they really like that they've learned all the history and then vice versa. You get people that are there for the ghost tour and it kind of brings them into the history. They like it. They like it's a good intro to uh, bringing people into the history of a location. Yeah, that is very true. That's how I mostly got into the paranormal field when I lived in Virginia because of the rich history surrounding that state and stuff like that. Or somebody would like to reach out to you and saying, hey, I would like a copy of your book or saying, hey, I have this place for you to investigate for me. Do you have a website or any social media pages that they can reach out to you by? Absolutely. Yeah, our website is VAParanormal.com and uh, people can go on there and they can uh, fill out a form for an investigation or if they want to directly contact us uh, the email link is on there as well there's two different emails they can they can contact and do you have like a website or anything for people can purchase your book uh, i don't sell it personally no but it's on uh, it's on amazon amazon's probably the, the cheapest place to get it and if you go on amazon and you type in ghost to yorktown that much it, it'll be the first book that comes up very nice and also from the the links that you mentioned, I'll put them in the bottom of the description of this podcast episode for my listeners and new listeners can uh, find your website and also purchase your book. Great. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. Well, Tyler, I would like to say thank you for coming on the Ghost Travelers podcast today. Um, well, everyone, uh, take care and travel safe. I would like to say thank you to Jeff for coming on the Ghost Travelers podcast today. If you'd like to know more about Jeff and his team, please head over to their website at virginiaparanormalinvestigations.com. If you like this episode of Ghost Travelers podcast, please give it a positive rating and leave a comment down below and tell us how we did. And also, please consider on hitting that subscribe button for new episodes on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays as well. For you don't miss a new episode. Thank you for listening. This is your host, PJ, for Ghost Travelers Podcast. Take care and travel safe.